Welcome, everybody, to the Snap Podcast. My name is Tyler Kluver, and let's consider this a personal audio journal of mine. A lot of rambling, a lot of random stuff, anything relevant in my personal life that has to do with health, fitness, diet, business, being an entrepreneur, and simply trying to unlock the avenues of personal growth that help me find the most happy, fulfilling, and free life that I can live. I hope that you guys can take something away from the show and maybe find some entertainment in it as well. Thank you so much for listening and uh, let's get to it. Let's get to it, huh? We're back for another episode of the Snap Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Kluver, and maybe a quick one today, maybe not. I don't know. It's a beautiful day outside and I'm yawning already in Waukee, Iowa, 70 degrees and sunny. Started off the morning with a 40-minute interval run, some 400s, some 200s, um, some some uh, higher-intensity cardio training. Always good to start the day. Finished up the morning session with a little bit of lifting, some strict pull-ups, some heavy back rack lunges, and now we're here with the mood lighting if you're watching the video. And for those watching the video, we've got a nice little, we've got the snapped uh, logo overlay. We've got the name bubble. It looks a little bit more professional than it has in the past. I'm going to try to upgrade it even more here soon uh, to make it look a little bit better. For those that choose to go and watch on YouTube or find this on YouTube, it's a little bit more visually appealing. Um, wow, big yawn. This week, I want to talk about what I was going to talk about last week. It was more relevant last week, but I went off on a tangent of something else. Can't even remember at this point. And uh, I want to swing back around to it because it's still very um, important. It's relevant to just about anybody, not only in health and fitness, but as I was thinking about the topic, probably relevant in really anything you do in life. Sometimes you have more of a choice or more control over this stimulus than others, but I do think it applies, um, and maybe we'll work that out as we talk this through. But the the topic today is um, burnout, I suppose, is is a a good way to buzz word that. Um, it's not so much just burnout but it's more so specifically focused on the workout side of things and how how to know or how to diagnose when you have significant uh, decreases in motivation to work out, whether those decreases in motivation are uh, positively or negatively based. And that's, that's, um, a little bit nuanced. So let's, let's dive into that. What do I mean by that? Well, first of all, this may not apply to everybody when it comes to the fitness side of things. I would imagine that most of you listening to this podcast at some point or other, especially if you've been training with a goal or a, um, an end in mind, right? Not an end of working out, but an end of, you know, you've got a 12-week program that you're doing or you've got a 
um, 20 week. Wow. Another, another yawn, a 20 week marathon prep, right? Or you're specifically trained to hit a certain goal. For me, it's the CrossFit season, right? And when you are training with intention, um, generally what that results in is high effort, uh, high dedication. You are, like a lot of people, pushing the limit of what you're capable of. You're riding the line of doing too much without doing too much so that you can continue to keep going. Now, for some people, maybe that isn't you. Maybe you're, and maybe this um, specific integration with the working out doesn't make sense to you, but I still think that this overall concept applies because you've got other areas of your life, your career, your other hobbies, your um, this, that, the other thing that this is still going to be relevant with. But yeah, so some of you on the fitness side of things, you might just be in that maintenance, you know, working out for good, um, general good health, being able to function, making sure that, you know, you're keeping your, your ability and your health in check. But if you're not, if you're specifically focused on certain things, then you're going to be riding that line. And when you ride the line, it means that you have to take, you know, uh, imagine the space between where you're pushing your training or your workouts, um, and the line of going too far where you are overtrained, you potentially get hurt, you start to lose that motivation, all these things. Um, the space between there is very thin and at any point can be affected by, especially if we're talking about the training specific situation, um, how much sleep you're getting every night, what your nutrition looks like, what your recovery looks like what your mental health looks like, the stress that you're taking on in the rest of your life, all of these things. And if one or two of those start to slip, and it's really hard to quantify, it's really hard to catch that. Easier in the gym to catch when you're, and, and this is where it manifests itself, right? Say unknowingly, you know, the past couple nights you started to stay up just a little bit later. In the past couple days, your diet's gotten a little bit looser. And it's, it's hard to catch that because you're just rolling through life and you're busy and you're doing all the stuff. You're, you're trying to get done what you need to get done. But then the, in the gym, three or four days later, you realize oh, today's workout was kind of trash. I didn't, I didn't feel good during today's workout. And that's usually how it starts. You just have a bad workout. You were still motivated to go, but the workout wasn't great. And then maybe that turns into a second day where... Um, it's another not so great day in the gym. And maybe even before you went in for that second day, you kind of felt like, a, I don't even feel like working out today. You start to feel the negative pull of on that discipline. And that's where you notice it. But what is the impetus of that? Where does that catalyze and sort of originate from? And it's all those little things, the stress, the sleep, the nutrition, all of this stuff. And... I'm not doing a great job of staying on track here, but the whole, this whole, uh, the, the question that I'm posing essentially to you is 
okay, so you've run into one of those days where, or, or maybe it's one of those weeks, maybe you've been stuck in this sort of state for multiple days in a row. And this is where I was um, going back about 10 days, a week and a half ago now, maybe two weeks. You got to find a way out of that for one, but you also need to realize, is this because of me not doing other things that's making it hard to stay motivated and, and be at that top level, really ride that line? Or is this just simply me going too far with the training itself? Because that's what it can feel like. You start to slip in your diet and your nutrition and your sleep and your hydration and you're stressed out for a bunch of other different reasons. And then a lot of people make the excuse, well, I'm just training too hard. No, you're not. Everything else has slipped. So the training has felt harder. That's what it was for me. And in that case, in either case, you have to decide if a rest day, taking some time off, stepping back a little bit, maybe dialing down the intensity, you have to decide if that's right for you. But it's really, really important to be able to diagnose why it's happening. Because then that informs how you react and behave moving forward. It informs what area of your life you have to attack to make things better, to bring you back to a spot where you're motivated to go work out and you can crush a workout and you can feel good about it. For me, I <laughs> I don't know how. I have this freaking 40-ounce hydro flask water bottle that I carry around with me all day. It's gotten a little cooler and I'm sure that this was a factor as well. It's, it, the, you know, the temperature has dialed itself back a little bit as we get into fall here. It's not full-on summer heat, although yesterday was 96 degrees in Iowa. And so as the temperature cools down, the natural signaling of your body to be thirsty, right, to intake fluid, is going to decrease as well. Everyone listening can relate to this, right? It's hot as hell outside. You're running around. You know, who knows? Maybe you're just at the park, you're on a walk, you're with your family, um, whatever. It's hot, you're sweating, you feel the need to quench your thirst, right? A drink is refreshing. Maybe you're working out specifically and you're like, oh my, I know me when I'm working out and I'm just dripping sweat in the summer, I can go through almost a quarter gallon to a half gallon of water in a workout by itself, like in an hour, 90 minute span. But in the winter, as we get closer here, you know, give us three, four months when it's December, January, there's snow on the ground outside. And I'm doing that same 60 to 90 minutes, potentially even more intense. I know that I'm not going to be as thirsty. I'm not going to sweat as much. My body is not going to tell me by itself organically that I need to intake more water. It's not going to be completely absent but it's not going to be like it is when it's the summer. And somehow, all of that to say, somehow, as the temperature decreased over the past couple of weeks, I just sort of subconsciously didn't realize that I was not drinking nearly as much water as I was previously, you know, as I normally do. And after two weeks, I looked back and I was like, yeah, I don't know if I've had a full gallon of water on any of the days the past couple of weeks. And I was feeling like shit. I mean, I, there was a good week where I personally, this is where this, you know, the, the 
topic of this podcast comes from, I was stuck in this mode of, I can't get a good workout. All my training days have been shitty. I haven't felt great. I've been putting in the time, right? Two hours, three hours a day still like I do. But I was coming off of every day feeling like I wasn't getting better. Like I, like nothing was really, I was just putting in time and wasting my time. The, the hydration was the big one, but everything else was a little bit lackluster as well. Sleep hadn't been perfect. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't perfect. I hadn't been stretching nearly as much as I should have. Some of the reason these things were slipping as well were because work-wise, the football season started, football season starts. I now have an increased workload because of the po- other podcasts that I do, right? So I'm, I'm worried about other things. And uh, I let things slip, right? Not the end of the world. I was, my discipline is still concrete. I will still fight myself and show up and train regardless of how little I want to do it. And I'm very fortunate for that. Again, that was built into me when I was at Iowa. We didn't have a fucking choice. Like we got weights in the morning. It doesn't matter if you want to be there or not. You have to be there. So I am fortunate, lucky enough to now as an adult at 28 years old where I only answer to myself, really. No one gives a shit if I don't wake up and do my morning training session. Nobody does. It's going to affect nobody but me. But I still have that discipline. Regardless of how little I wanted to get up some of those mornings, you know, two weeks ago. Like, all right, well, here we go. Just got to, we got to grit this out. And eventually I identified it as, oh, the extracurriculars, let's call them that, the extras, I haven't been on my shit with the extras. And it's now affecting the primary, which is the training. So I have to fix that. I have to drink more water. I have to stretch more. I have to make sure my sleeps are, I, you know, I got to take inventory of all of the important things. I just went through all that protocol in three episodes of the last five or six episodes. And I have to take inventory of where I'm at and be honest with myself of where I'm performing on each of those categories and then get better. And what do you know? I did that. I'm feeling good. I've hit three training days in a row that have felt, well, two and a half. I still have a training session after this podcast today, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of this week have felt pretty electric. I'm feeling good. The other side of that is, are you just overtraining? Do you need to take a step back because you're actually going too far in the gym? Everything else is correct. You're sleeping like you should. You're eating like you should. Your water levels, hydration's all good. Your stress is managed, right? At least to the extent that you should be able to, to knock out training just fine. However, you're pushing so hard in the gym or so hard with whatever you're trying to go after that you're burning yourself out that way. In that sense, again, a day off is probably going to help, but in that time you take off and that that conscious thought that you have, you probably need to diagnose, okay, the training plan, it needs adjusting. Something has to be different or I'm going to run myself into the ground. I simply can't do enough outside of the gym to recover. And this is maybe... For most of the people listening to this, this is definitely going to be less often the case, right? And the re- reason for that is because the human body 
assuming you're smart and you build up to the level at which you're trying to perform, um, it's capable of a lot of things, right? Elite athletes, granted, their lives are completely optimized. They have the ability and show that it's possible to train six, eight hours a day, right? Some of the, you know, the best endurance athletes in the world who are running marathons or <clears throat> ultra endurance races or, um, you know, Tour de France riders or some of the best swimmers in the world or, um, you know, those people can train for hours and hours and hours, even in the CrossFit world where you're beating yourself up with weights and stuff too. The best in the CrossFit world, the elite are all training four plus hours a day, five to six hours a day. Maybe not always training, but they're in the gym for that long. So we've proven as a, as a human species that we can take a beating if you're optimizing your life outside of the gym, which they are, right? And not all of us, most of us don't have the ability to do that. We have families, jobs, you get like your hour a day. And from that hour a day, you get maybe 10 or 15 minutes to really optimize as far as stretching and all the stuff that goes on outside of the gym. So most of you aren't going to be overtrained. It's going to be something in those extras and potentially more than one, usually more than one, because they play off of each other. So when one starts to slip, the others start to slip. And it's simple. You just have to take inventory. Be honest with yourself, right? That can be tough sometimes. But you don't move forward if you aren't honest and if you don't objectively look at what the situation is and then move forward and get better. And maybe that's you right now or maybe you somehow grinded and gritted your way through a period of time where you were found yourself feeling that non-motivation to work out or feeling beat down. Hopefully this episode and the mindset of taking inventory and really breaking – and this is good to – this is, this is why it's good to journal sometimes or keep some sort of record of your workouts. You have to process it somehow and realize that if you don't process it, if you just let it sit and fester and continue to be the way it is, you're either going to hurt yourself or grind yourself to a spot where you, know, where you do start not showing up or you quit because it's too much. So don't let yourself get to that place. It takes work like anything else, but don't let yourself get to that place. Hope that made sense. I still have a list of running topics for this podcast where um, I think I can talk pretty much forever. Eventually, we'll come back around to topics we've hit, but we are quickly nearing. By the end of this year, we'll have hit 100 and gone past 100 episodes on this podcast. Um, kind of crazy. It was funny. The fact that I do this podcast solo, right? Obviously, for anyone that listens week in, week out, there's no guests. It's just me. It's just Tyler. And this creative outlet, right? The, the audio journal that I'm a, you know, kind of putting out there to the world has forced me in a way, it's been a project that has forced me to work on my I don't know if I'd call it public speaking, but my ability to talk for, well, 20, 
almost 23 minutes right now, sometimes 30, 35, 40 minutes. We may have even neared an hour on a couple of these episodes over the past 100. I don't have a co-host. I don't have uh, other things that I bring in. I don't show videos or clips or other topics. I don't even usually have a super thought out outline sitting next to me on another screen. It's just me rambling and maybe the finished product isn't as polished as it could be. However, it has significantly increased my ability to stand here on a microphone and talk by myself. And that ability was used the other day. Funny enough on the main show, I did a solo 40 minute podcast to not just the 300 people that listen to this show, which is less important, uh, less advertised. I put a whole lot less in, you know, this isn't, I don't make money off of this show specifically, but the, the content, the, the main show, the, the real deal that I do create income off of, I use the skill of solo podcasting the other day on. So it was funny that the snapped podcast is helping my, my other podcast out as well. Appreciate you guys listening every week. Hopefully this was, I say this every week. Hopefully you learned something or you were entertained by some tidbit of these 24, 25 minutes. Like I said, I've got plenty to talk about and ramble on about and ponder, and we will continue to do that every Wednesday or Thursday. It's another thing I've been not as disciplined on, but once a week here, wherever you find your podcast, wherever you listen to me on, I appreciate you being here. We will talk next week. Peace.